Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast, where we share biblical principles to help you live your faith. I'm Dave. And I'm Angie. Most of what we share are things we wish we knew sooner in our spiritual journey. And we're praying the Holy Spirit uses these principles to help you grow. This is episode four, and today we're talking about praise and worship. And this is definitely an area that I wish I would have known more about uh, earlier or when I was younger in my faith. I totally agree. And when I think of praise and worship, I I think, oh, I love praise and worship when I go to church. It's exciting. I love it. And I, but I never really thought about that the two are two different things that work together, but yet two different things. So that's Uh what I love about this topic. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this today because most of the time when we say praise and worship, we think they're the same thing, but in reality, they are a little bit different. Yes, they are. And there's a lot of different ways that we can praise. There's a lot of different ways that we can worship. I'm not sure how much of that we're going to get into today, but we are going to talk about some of the differences between praise, between worship, and what those two things actually are. Because both of those things have a place. Yep. And they serve a purpose. Yep. Yep. So it's important to understand what they are. So let's talk about praise first. Okay. So praise is one of the primary ways that we give thanks to God. So think about this. Um, Praise and thanksgiving, they go hand in hand. They are very much intermingled. So Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So we see that gratitude, that giving of thanks, is very much involved in praise. Praise is full of expressions of gratitude. I love that because I I can really make that something practical because in my relationships with people, I want to practice thanksgiving and gratitude to the people around me. But I love that praise is also an expression of thanks to God and which furthers my relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, praise is is one of the key ways that we uh, really open up our hearts and start expressing our gratitude to God. So think about that, you know, in terms of relationship, like you're saying, when we express gratitude to another person, it does deepen that relationship, but it's the same with God. It deepens our relationship with Him and really helps us to grow spiritually when we are giving thanks through the process of praise. Absolutely. So praise, here's another very interesting thing. Praise is horizontal and typically involves other people. So horizontal meaning sideways, right? So we are uh, expressing our gratitude. We're making proclamations about God's goodness and our thankfulness and our gratitude but it's involving other people. So we're saying that with the intention of other people hearing that and understanding that we're giving thanks to God for how great he is. So praise really does involve other people around us. That's really awesome. So we're giving thanks, but we're also drawing the people around us into how amazing God is. Yeah. Yeah, really, definitely, it it draws everybody closer together when we're in a corporate setting of praise. Now, mm-hmm. you can praise alone. I'm not I'm not uh, saying we can't praise alone because I do that all the time. But 
it's an outward expression that's meant for other people or other things in the universe to hear. I am speaking, I am proclaiming my gratitude to God. And if we're in corporate setting, like church or small group or just a, a Bible study or or just a husband, wife, children, whatever it is, that praise involves those other people, and we are uh, explaining and expecting other people to hear our praise to God. That's really awesome. So, like, an example of that would be just declaring how awesome God is. Yeah, think about the triumphal entry in uh, Luke chapter 19 when they uh, were putting down the palm branches and their coats and cloaks and and their, basically their clothes when Jesus was riding in on the colt. And what were they saying? Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna to the son of David, right? And so what does Hosanna mean? A declaration of... Adoration. Adoration, yes. <laughs> Two very large words. Two very large words. Say that three times fast. Declaration of adoration. <laughs> All right, that's one. That's good. Once was enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we can see that that kind of expression um, in the Scripture is very clear. It's a declaration of adoration or praise or thanksgiving to God. You can see that in some of the classic psalms, like 148, 149, 150, um, and it talks about the instruments and uh-huh. all of that. Praise really is a, a, a juvial expression, right? It's, yeah. it's uh, kind of like a party. Yeah. You know, we're expressing. We're very outward focused when we're talking about praise. That's awesome. So what else does praise do? Well, praise opens the door the uh, opportunities to witness. Ooh, and, I love that. Yeah, this is something maybe you have to think about a little bit more because some of what we've talked about already about praise, yeah, sometimes we, we recognize that, but praise also opens the door to people's hearts to listen to what we have to say, right? So when we're speaking or singing to others about how good God is and showing our gratitude, it opens the doors for the gospel. It's so a here's, witness. Yeah, here's a really great example. It's in Acts chapter 16, verses 22 through 30, when Paul and Silas were taken captive, they were beaten, they were thrown into prison, and, uh, I mean, they were roughed up. They, yeah, they, they were pretty rough. It too. wasn't like <laughs> being arrested today. Back then, they captured you, arrested you, they beat you, and then they threw you in the dungeon and then they thought about, are they guilty? You know, so, I mean, here they are. They're, they're being taken captive. They are beaten. They're thrown into the prison. And it says at midnight, they began praying and praising, praising God. God. And everybody else listened to them. And then there's an earthquake. And all the doors come open. All the shackles fall off. The, the prison guard was about to kill himself. And Paul says, wait, 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 don't do it. And the the uh, prison guard came in and says, what do I need to do to be saved? Because he recognized that God was at work in this situation. And sometimes we don't see that our expressions of gratitude and thanks really do prepare other people's heart to receive the gospel. It's powerful. So when you're in praise and worship, again, whether it's at church or just your family, it influences people in a, yeah. in a really big way. So the other thing that I think is interesting is praise 
is great medicine for us. Oh, I love that. Right? So think about this. Praise focuses our attention on God rather than on our circumstances. So praise can help us overcome things like depression, anxiety, and all kinds of other problems. We offer a sacrifice of praise, and that sacrifice is good medicine for us. I love that because there's been times when I've gone to church or I've turned on worship, praise and worship music at home, and I just wasn't feeling it. I was weighed right. down with the stuff that I had carried in with me, all yep. the, the stuff that happened during my day and my week. Yeah, we've all been there. I we've all been in that like, place where it's yeah. like, okay, I know I should probably praise, but I don't want to. I don't want to do this. And um, there's been times when I've went, okay, I'm I'm going to enter in. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to declare his goodness. I'm going to declare how awesome he is, even though I'm not feeling it, even though I feel heavy and weighted down and I just want to cry. I'm going to declare. And it really is a sacrifice. But what happens when you make that sacrifice? It changes. It does. It changes my heart. It changes your heart. It changes the environment. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, sometimes it's not after the first song that you're singing, but after you really sacrifice, things yeah. change. Yeah. In us, around us, the spiritual environment around us, it changes in a big way. Oh, yeah. Totally. I totally agree. And I think that... um Praise is just a, a way to break through those walls that sometimes we go into church with. Yeah, I think so. And sometimes, you know, that's just us. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's spiritual opposition. And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of times we don't recognize that praise is an incredible weapon in spiritual warfare. So the weapons of our warfare are not of the carnal. They are divinely empowered, and praise is one of those things because praise and gratitude, thanksgiving, it's part of our testimony, right? Revelation 12.10 tells us that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they didn't love their lives even unto death. So we see that, that concept of this is my testimony. I am praising the Lord no matter what my circumstances, no matter what comes against me, I'm going to choose to praise the Lord, and because of that, I have great victory. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, I'm the victor because I'm still right with God. I'm still having that internal victory in praise and worship. So praise really is a powerful weapon when we employ it in spiritual warfare. And that is so true. I think that it, it cuts through those things that want to keep us in bondage. It really does. And like praise counters temptations. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, just think about this the next time you're looking at that piece of cheesecake. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to sing a praise song. Start praising God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, really, it really does refocus us. So when we're in temptation, if we just stop and start singing praise to God, expressing our gratitude towards Him, uh, the things change. The temptation mm-hmm. lessens because we're refocusing. We're refocusing on God yes. rather than the temptation or our circumstances or what's happening, we refocus on God. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we could talk all day about praise, but let me tell you one more thing about praise that I find very interesting. Praise is a progressive step that prepares our hearts to worship and meet with God. Ooh. So there is a difference between praise and worship. Praise is all the things we just said and more. I mean, we could talk some more about that. Yeah. But it 
it prepares us to really enter into God's presence and worship. And so worship is a little different than praise, right? Yeah, so there's a shift. You do praise, and then there's a shift into worship. There is a shift. So what I like to say is worship is vertical, and it, it's focused on God. So where praise is horizontal, going sideways with other people, word, uh, worship is vertical. It's me and God. It's I am now turning my attention to God, and I don't really care what's going on around me. It's me and God, and I am telling him what he means to me. I'm expressing the depth of my heart towards him. And so you do see a shift there when you enter into worship. So worship worship is more intimate. It's a drawing closer to God. It's, it's instead of declaring the wonders of God to other people around you, you're declaring the wonders of God to God from your to heart. To God, yeah. Yeah, so it is, it is way more intimate. Um, it's so it's much different than praise, even though worship contains praise. Yeah, worship is a way different level, and the focus is a little bit different than praise because now it's I'm expressing really my heart to God, and like you said, I don't I don't care who's around me. It's me and God right now. Yeah, as I mean, it's also a a pouring out of your heart to God, like. If you come to him and you're broken or you're struggling and you enter into worship, you're pouring those things out to God. Yeah, and we see lots of examples of that in the scripture, right? So we see like King David, when he danced before the Lord in Second Samuel ch- chapter 6 <laughs> when the ark was being moved, yeah. he, he's the king, right? How much more indignified can you get? He didn't care who was watching he was dancing before the Lord. He was making sacrifices of praise, and he entered into a level of worship that he didn't care what was going on. He's worshiping God, and that really is a heart issue, right? It's not. Oh, yeah. It's not something we can just turn on. It it involves relationship with God. God has to be in, engaged in worship uh, more so than in praise. I think. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, oh, that we could all enter into worship like King David. Yeah, really. I, I wish. I, I would just love to have that intimate relationship yeah. with the Lord that I can be vulnerable and the Lord is there for me and I'm for him. You know, I mean, it's, it's just the relationship. I love looking at King David because he was so in love with God. Yeah, I I agree. So, but think about what you just said. Worship is relationship based, yeah. and the deeper you get in a relationship, the more vulnerable you become. So, worship, true worship, leaves us way more vulnerable before God than praise does. We can praise and not become vulnerable, but when we really enter that place of worship between us and God we become very vulnerable before God. And so as I pour out my heart to my Father, Mm -hmm. it does make me more vulnerable. And the more vulnerable I become before God, the more He speaks to me. Yeah, that's just what I was thinking. Those moments when you're in worship and you're totally pouring your heart out, you're being totally open and vulnerable with God, that's when, at least for me, 
that's when I've heard his voice so intimately and so personally. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I would definitely agree with that. So, I mean, I've had experiences where people have come up to me and gave me a word of prophecy just kind of out of the blue um, and random. And that's cool. But nothing takes the place of really being in intimate, deep worship with God and knowing that he is speaking to me, giving me comfort or ministering to a need or giving me direction, um, any number of things. That deep place of intimacy really is where God speaks to us spirit to spirit. Yeah, yeah. I've experienced that too. So... um what else what else can we talk about with worship? Well, we could write a list. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot we could say about worship, but um let me just let me mention this because I think this is an interesting point and if you've uh, listened to some of my other teachings, this will make sense. If if you've never heard this kind of stuff before, it may challenge you, but there is a difference between our soul and our spirit. Yes. Right? Yes. And our spirit man has to be engaged in worship. We can't really worship if our spirit isn't engaged. Okay. We can praise with our soul. So our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, we can force ourselves to sing a song. We can force ourselves to express gratitude, and we can even be emotional about that. That's from our soul. But our spirit has to be engaged if we're going to enter into worship. Just think about what John 4.24 says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we really get to the place of worship, it engages our spirit man, not just our soul. Okay. Does that so make sense? That does make sense. So when we're doing praise, we're getting our mind, our will, our emotions, we're, we're getting that in line. Yes. So that we can enter in with our spirit. Yes, yes. And okay. just as a general rule, we're probably going to talk about this in another podcast, but most people don't understand the difference between your soul, your heart, and your spirit. I do a lot of teaching on that. There is a significant difference, and you cannot worship God without your spirit being engaged. And so when you look around at the average praise worship service, you see that people have a hard time entering in because I believe they have a hard time transitioning from praise to worship because it is a spiritual thing that's happening, and there can be so many distractions when it comes to praise and worship services. Oh, yes, and I was a worship leader, and so I can really attest to that because I've been in lots of worship services where that happened, like you're saying. It just didn't, there wasn't really an entering in. People weren't right. entering in, and you could tell. Right. Versus those, uh, when you did, and as a worship leader, I would try really hard to make sure that my music had the praise first. The the let's declare, God is awesome. Let's just declare that, and then once we're done doing that, now we're going to declare my God, make it more personal. My God, you are awesome, Lord. You saved me. You heal my heart and make it more intimate. Yeah, so it goes back to what we were saying about being a progressive step. Yeah. When, when we're praising like that and we're singing praise songs, 
it really does prepare us. And then we move to a more worshipful song where it's an expression of my heart to God. Yeah. There is a, a change that occurs. And so if you're bouncing between praise songs and worship songs back and forth, it's really hard to enter into worship for any period of time because you just about get there and then we've switched gears or we stop and we do announcements or we stop and we do this or we stop and do that. And I mean, there's a place for all of those things in the service. But if we're going to really move from praise to worship, there is a progressive pattern there that we can follow that really helps people move beyond the the soulish expression mm-hmm. of singing a song to the spirit side of things where they're really worshiping and engaging and hearing from God the Father in the midst of a worship service. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So, I mean, that sometimes that's out of our control because we're not always the ones leading praise and worship or, yep. you know, there's distractions that happen. Sometimes it's noise around us. There's babies crying. <laughs> there's just babies crying <laughs> or whatever. But if you recognize that there is a progressive step there, it's easier to make that transition and go from praise to worship personally. And to recognize that they're two different things. Yeah. I am currently preparing my heart. I'm preparing my spirit to enter in. Yep. And, and if you know that, then when you're in a praise and worship service, you you can recognize that and go, okay, it's time to enter in now. It's time for my spirit to enter in. Yeah, and let me just... Um, make one last point about worship as we wrap up today's podcast. Worship is interesting because when somebody comes into the presence of God, when they really encounter God, we see this in uh, different times in the scripture where people have had visions or uh, God has shown up in a variety of ways. When they encounter God, it's so overwhelming. It's so intense. How can you help but worship? They fall on their faces as if dead. Um, they fall down in worship. They they just express because when we really grab the goodness of God and how awesome He is, how can we do anything but worship? I mean, yeah, I know for me when I have encounters with God, that's it, man. I I just want to worship. I just want to from my heart express how awesome He is, and it really does put us in right alignment, right. Yeah. When you enter God's presence, we know where we're at. We know who He is. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's that's powerful. That really is. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us, everybody. Before you leave, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And we will catch you next time. All right. We'll see everyone next time. God bless.